hey, we're all a little kinky in the real world. Hello and welcome back to Kinky in the Real World. I am Becca. I am Luna. (laughs) And today we have our really big episode about dicks. Where the episode is really big, not necessarily the dicks. The dicks are all size. That's right. And all penises are good penises. Yeah. Um, I think we're going to jump right into size kink. Yeah, we're going to start with the, the obvious, the elephant in the room. <laughs> with a very big or small trunk. <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally. Um, and I think um, just because it's been in my radar more so in the last little bit um we'll start with maybe small penis humiliation and there's like a little bit of um uh also i've seen is small penis encouragement but we'll start with small penis humiliation in terms of a kink and the ins and outs of that yeah because it is i'm not personally involved with it much i mean aside from the fact that i don't have a problem with any size but um but i do see it all over like it's clearly mm-hmm. a very popular especially in in chastity circles um it seems to pop in all the time so mm-hmm. clearly there's something there so that's what right. we address right. <laughs> So what small penis humiliation is for those people who do not know is when someone who has a well, a smaller penis. And actually it's interesting because they don't necessarily have to have a really small penis to be into small penis humiliation. Yeah. Like to um, feel like basically they like to have their like dick pointed out as being a very small size. Yeah. And being teased and made fun of. And being impotent and inept and unable to satisfy and uh, lacking mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. the whole humiliation part um, some people like not just like the one-on-one humiliation but also the idea of a group of women mm-hmm. laughing and humiliating them about the penis they also like it talked about with others so <clears throat> you know if I was you know uh, going to be humiliating someone small penis humiliation about the size of their penis I could say call Luna and say, oh, this person has a I was like, why me? Wait, what? <laughs> I'm just saying, because you're my friend, and I would, you know, call yeah. and tell you. <laughs> I was like, I said I wasn't into this. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. But, but it's yeah. not even that the other person is into it. It's more that I'm sharing that information around, and yes, they're feeling exposed. To tell me very openly, like, my goodness, can you believe this? super tiny micro penis oh my god <laughs> and i'd be like yes oh my geez does he hear me <laughs> you know this is working um and there's a very obviously varying degrees of that you know some people want it maybe really mean and like high on the humiliation making them feel really you know mm. and other people more on the thing i guess the encouragement side of the spectrum of small penis humiliation where they want it pointed out that the penis is small but they want to feel like good about their small penis see i would put that in small penis praise not humiliation. Praise. 
Right. Like, yeah. Well, I was gonna say so the spectrum being of hardcore humiliation, praise. Yeah, yeah I guess I consider praise being the like not even in not the, even on the spectrum because <laughs> it's not humili- like you're pointing out something totally. that's real, but you're praising it, so it's like the opposite of humiliation. But right. I, so well, I guess it could be in like that. Well, the small penis encouragement rather than yeah, and appreciation. Humiliation. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess we're more on on that end of thing. Totally, um, that's more my jam. But yeah, but uh, like, yeah, the, the the thing with the shame part is, like, shame is a very like. I mean, you could, we've said it too before. Said like, how? Why would people want to be insulted? But I mean, the thing is, shame is an extremely powerful feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very potent and well it's readily available because by nature sexuality and in the case of men cocks and the size there is a lot of shame around it that exists in life constantly (laughs) like there's comparison uh there's this idea that you have to be big so basically it's almost like a drug where you're you have a supply of it readily available if you can turn it into something pleasurable for yourself right Totally. That shame is right there. Your chances are it's already in you. So mm-hmm. it's a subversion. And if you can tap it. into it for a kink, then you, like you said, you've got a, a, a lovely supply should you require it. Yeah, you're so, not going to have trouble accessing it, really. One thing I found interesting is every person that I've come in contact with who enjoys small penis humiliation is pretty happy with their penis. Like they're not, you know, uh, they're very comfortable with the small penis humiliation, even though it makes them, I think, squirm, but it, uh, in a good way, it, um, they're quite happy uh, with their size, uh, where, you know, maybe somebody who doesn't enjoy that kink, who has a smaller penis might actually suffer more. (laughs) Well, yeah, well, that's the thing. See, once you've managed to, to make it pleasurable, like you've subverted it for yourself, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you've escaped the zone where you're feeling actually bad about it. Although, I mean, there could be some subsets of people who are, you know, they have like a, how do you say, a non-constructive relationship with it. Like it's a bit toxic how they do it. But I mean, mm-hmm. I think it's fair to say that, that a lot of people, they are responsible with their own kinks and they, they are in a good place. They're not more likely to be, you know, traumatized by it or, or in a, in a dark place about it. Like they're Mm -hmm. happy. They're doing something that works and it's fun. So, yeah. You know, and if they can find a partner who that excites them as well, even better. Yeah. There you go. Like that's, that's the ideal right there. You want to find the right match, but, um, but yeah, I, I guess that's probably why it's the most, like, well, there's both extremes. There's the small penis kink, and especially the humiliation part. I do see praise, not nearly as much as humiliation, no, but that's true. pretty much across the board in my case. I find humiliation like in in the class. Like I've seen even research on it, like like surveys of what kinks people are into, and there was a word word cloud thing, and humiliation yeah. was big. Praise was there, but it wasn't nearly as big. So. Yeah, that's true. And there's such a like when you look at um, anything where you're, it's kind of the femdom leaning uh, the attitudes. Oh like, yeah, it's heavy, heavy on sadism and 
and humiliation more so than praise and though seeing it more now but again I don't know if it's just me in my own little bubble <laughs> yeah I mean that yeah well I know I have to dig for it um I have to dig through to find the more nuanced aspects because like yeah the 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 very mainstream is much more leaning towards the shame, the humiliation, the, like, the, f yeah, the, the, the cruelty. Um, mm -hmm. So, but yeah, I mean, and I ascribed it to the fact that it's, it's very potent and also it's easy, it's easily available. Like, you, you do have a sense of shame that exists out there already, so. It's and I like, think in terms serviceable. of, like, the power dynamic, yeah, sorry, I think in terms of the power dynamic, um, you know, tapping yeah. into that shame and having somebody all squirmy and blushy and, you know, feeling uncomfortable that you have, um, that you are sort of in a power dynamic with, there's something delicious in that um, as well. Well, shame is the most effective tool of social control. Mm. So if someone is into power, shame is like this sharp, sharp, knife you can grab yeah. and it is it, like th that is why shame is so widespread because like it, it is used constantly to control demographics control people um usually with not the best intentions but that works no matter what you're doing if you're mm -hmm. doing it like in in politics are you doing in your bed it is a power dynamic the minute you use shame Right. It's basically no. you cannot remove power from if you're going to use shame, you are in a power dynamic and you are the one who wants the power. Like, that's the point. And I think on the opposite side of that coin, you're, you know, we're looking at big dicks. And yes, you know, <laughs> there's like the confidence and the, the it's status. It's yeah, the dominance, the dominance. Of, of having the, the big dick that is a real turn on for lots of people. Uh, and that's probably why you see it a lot in porn. Um, yeah, that seems to be the, the recurring theme. Yeah, like I, it's, I don't know. I don't know what the percentage is. Would you say like 80, 20 for big dick, small dick porn? I mean, if, if you're not filtering and you're not specifically looking for like <laughs> a range of dicks, you're gonna see big dick. Like, yeah, you like are gonna see big dick. Of the time. So yes, yeah, so I've... big dicks in porn, you know, I think that uh, can be very hard on male ego in terms of because obviously oh yeah sizes and it you're showing a very small percentage of the population. Um, yeah, well that that's that's a dick. recurring problem with porn is that yeah that is where most people get to see naked people. Yeah. And the body and, images that you're seeing, you're not seeing a cross-section of reality. No. And also, they are prepared. Like, they're, they're like models, you know? <laughs> they, they've probably spent two hours prepping, and they have all these tricks. Like, they're not just like any partner you're going to roll into your bed tomorrow. Like, it's not, mm -hmm. if you're lucky, by the way, if you have a partner. But, like, <laughs> you know, so, yeah, but with the size thing, I mean, I know personally, I would say most partners I've ever been with, because they were, by and large, most of them were straight men. Mm -hmm. They, the only naked men they saw as adults were in porn. 
They right. didn't. They didn't walk around seeing a bunch of dicks, right? They they didn't happen to be like athletes or anything. So they, they weren't in right. locker rooms much, I guess. But like, <laughs> and I found that I was the one who pretty much kind of had to inform them where they stood in terms yeah. of average stuff. I found totally. that most of them kind of felt they were smaller than average, I guess. Or they yeah. they, they Even were the ones that were bigger than average felt they were smaller just yeah. because of what they had seen in porn. Yeah, I Probably, totally understand that. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. they, they really had this idea of, they, they really didn't know very well. Like, if I would comment, just because, like, every dick is a good dick, in my opinion. Like, if, mm-hmm. if you've made it that far that I've seen you without your pants on, odds are I like you, and I'm going to yeah. like whatever's there. So <laughs> I'm going to compliment it whichever <laughs> direction it's going. But, it totally. Um, if I'd say like, oh, you know, you're nice and big, they'd be like, oh, really? Like they they were not necessarily thinking in those terms themselves. And I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. well, that's probably because they saw God knows what size um, <laughs> porn. And I'm like, yeah, no, I I see real guys because like that's where I, that's what I go with. So, right, I'm more right. informed that way. And another thing porn does um, is that it it shows like high performance dicks. Like dicks that they're you know, like working men. dicks. <laughs> These they made the, a the cut and done that of dicks, Exactly, guys. they're the Budweiser horses. <laughs> they might have cut that scene twenty times and done it in three days. Like who knows how many you know cuts it to to get that scene? Um, and they take uh, performance enhancing mm-hmm. uh, drugs and stuff. Not that I'm. I think. I am pro performance enhancing drugs safely. Um, but I was actually reading about a porn star the other day, maybe a month ago. Um, his name's Danny Wild, And he wrote a book about being in the porn industry and having to actually inject drugs into his penis to keep it hard. And being told if he kept that up, he might lose functionality of his dick and of course then got out of the the business um but that's pretty intense so comparing yourself to uh, like porn dick is totally detrimental yeah like it's basically the porn unless it's like really amateur and very small scale um Mm -hmm. the point is a business they have to perform they'll do whatever the hell it takes to make the shot and that is not like it's not being horny that's doing it like these people are not magical unicorn people who just show up and have a a massive boner like they they do whatever it takes and it's probably not very sexy you know like again injecting your dick with something it's like yeah that that, sounds that's you know that's not a romantic encounter (laughs) yeah you know that's that's heavy so, but I, like, you know, people, they absorb when you mm-hmm. see only one thing all the time, that's what you absorb, even if it makes no sense. Like that's mm-hmm. how humans are. So, mm-hmm. it, but it, it's with, with men, there's definitely like overall, there's a big thing about size, like mm-hmm. not with their penises, but also their bodies, their height, like they they want, they have almost the opposite of problem that women have it's like women are feel pressure to be smaller and mm, yeah. men like there, there's 
there, there's the opposite drive where they want to be bigger and they get unhealthy that way and unhappy that way. And it's very sad. Like it, it, people really need to kind of remind themselves that all this imagery is so filtered. Mm -hmm. it, it's, it's so narrow and it, it's not reflective of what you need to be in life to be sexy and have fun. No. And the person who finds you sexy and interesting and wants to see you naked probably doesn't care what size dick you're, you have. Yeah. Like <laughs> That's the other thing. Like they are size queens. Like we, yeah. we've agreed. We have to give a shout out to that. Like it's yeah. a thing. Oh, totally. Um, and you know, again, as long as everybody involved feels okay about it and, and nobody is made to feel bad about their bodies, it's like, we, we have preference, we all have preferences, it's fine, but yeah, it's, it's, I mean, I guess there's reasons why they want a super big size too, um, although sure. I would say most women I hear talking about penetration I've heard more often women complain about very huge dicks. Yes. Like they like the look of it, but <laughs> I like there's so many times I've heard women saying like, I really hate getting punched in my cervix. Like don't go so deep. It well, hurts. Yeah. It's uncomfortable. Totally. Cause I mean, you know, vaginas aren't that deep either. <laughs> A friend of mine, um, he and his uh, then wife, he uh, had to actually put like these silicone rings yeah, uh, like donuts around his dick so that he couldn't penetrate her any more than so many inches. So it kind of shortened his own dick. Yeah, I've heard of that. Again, yeah, I've heard of that more often in real life, not in porn, obviously. No, but in real <laughs> relationship and real, I've heard that solution and that problem more often than the reverse, than too small being a problem. I mean, yes. maybe it. I can't talk for everybody, but it's again, like vaginas are not endless caves. Okay. Like, you know, there are, there are nerves, there's muscles in there. And, and a lot of women there, it, they don't actually want to get some giant thing mm -hmm. pounding them. Like, I think again, and a lot of it, it, <laughs> like it feels like it should be great and powerful, but in practice, it doesn't work yeah. for a lot of people. So you're really not missing out if that's not what you have, because chances are there's a lot of people who outright don't want it. So, right. So the moral of the story, embrace what you got, man. It's awesome. Yeah. There's going to be people, <laughs> you know, who are completely happy mm -hmm. with what, wherever you are on that spectrum. And, you know, like if it was a situation where, you know, let's just pretend you fell for this person, she's a size queen, you don't have super gigantic equipment, there are toys, there are so many other things to, you know, enhance the sexual experience. It's not, it doesn't all have to be about your actual physical dick. Yeah, well, that's it because you know nature's nature, and yeah. we're all you know we, we're not all magical beings who can perform everything perfectly according to even our own fantasies. It's not just porn. Like people sometimes mm -hmm. they'll they'll get fixated on a specific thing they want, and then it's very hard to get out of that. And it's like okay, but if you really want that, you might need some help and tricks to get you there that are not in 
100% natural. And that's fine because you accept it. And well, more importantly, your partner is okay with it. But, um, <laughs> but that's where, you know, enhancements, like we were talking mm. earlier with the, the injectables, which I, I personally wouldn't recommend, I don't think, but, um, yeah. there is Very like Viagra is, um, quite widely used. Apparently I just learned recently, uh, in the gay community, um, and I found that out from uh, Colin. I really enjoy in Slate magazine. Um, it's basically like an advice column, but just for for sex issues. Nice. And it's Stoya. Um, like it's hosted by Stoya. Oh, I love her so yeah. much. She's yeah, awesome. I really like her. And I mean, I, I like her in porn. I love like she has a very good energy, but like I even I love even better how she's very involved in a lot of education and a lot of positivity and information so yeah so she has this this column in slate it's called how to do it um and her co-writer is of course i don't remember his last name but it's rich something but he's also a porn star um but he's gay and like he had a question just two days ago about this like someone who was like ah you know i have ed you know Um. And I can't, you know, I feel I can't satisfy my partner because she really loves penetration. And he was like, okay, by the way, I don't know why straight men seem to be so worried about needing help. Yeah. Whether it's a pill. He's like, gay guys, we're all like, it's time to perform. We're going to do whatever. Like, it, it's, they have much less shame at yeah. doing what it takes. Uh, like, th- they basically say, oh, you say this could help me have better sex? bring it like they they don't have this thing where it seems like straight men feel a lot more pressure to perform naturally, naturally and magically yeah. and i'm like i don't know if this is maybe um part of the very sad miscommunication between genders where we feel like we're in two different camps and we always have to impress each other you know yeah as opposed yeah. to coming from the exact same place mm-hmm. um but yeah, I, I would I would describe that to that where it's like no, I should I should roll out for my woman perfectly, and it's like but like. <laughs> well, I love like well, Missy's in her fifties. Um, she totally uses uh, Cialis, which is another like Vi- Viagra. Works a little bit differently than Viagra does. Um, she has more success with it. Okay. Um, and um, just. Every now and then, she uses that, uh, especially if we're going to be in a group setting, just because mm-hmm. it's so distracting. But yeah. Uh, yeah, that would be, and that would make sense too. Like that's a big performance. Like you're you're going into a group setting, <laughs> even if you're excited to be there. I mean, psychologically, it's distracting. You got a bunch of yeah. people. It's not your your bed. Like it's it's probably a little bit of anxiety, even if it's pleasurable. Totally, totally. It makes sense. Yeah, Misty, if there's too much going on um, in her head or in the room, and it's not, it's everything's super sexy and delicious. It's just now the penis doesn't want to perform, you know, and it happens a lot. So, and it's totally normal. Oh, yeah. I, I would suspect that it happens, like people don't talk about it because they're embarrassed, but it's probably something that is actually normal. Like it's not even something that we should approach like, oh no, there's something wrong with you. It's like, you have a human body. 
that's mm-hmm. what's wrong with you. Like, it's it's not wrong. It's literally that there's probably so many people, but everybody probably will encounter that problem, if not, mm-hmm. like, at some point, like, at some point in their life, basically. Totally. And like and- we were talking about with the vagina episode, mm-hmm. we were talking about wetness, you know, women are constantly trying to figure out, you know, or people going to women going through menopause, what can I do? What can I take? How do I you know, improve my vagina performance. So guys, you have nothing to feel like, oh, you know, yeah. It's I'm like, he's going to cross that bridge. When I was 20. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's, and and with men, it, it seems pretty obvious that if they can't perform and if they have ED, it, it can be very embarrassing for them. They might even outright not even go to the doctor. Yeah, it's basically like it becomes like a non-topic where they might even withdraw set from sex altogether. Um, it will spiral down into okay, a, a bigger problem. Totally brought up something in my mind is you don't have to be hard to enjoy sex. Yeah, and to enjoy sexual play, like um, yeah, you don't have to take Viagra either. No, and so. You know, being naked with your partner, um, having them touch your penis and play with it and suck on it and do all kinds, it doesn't have to get hard. And um, even though I think, you know, that's very lovely, um, because I know sometimes with uh, Misty, yeah, if she hasn't taken any medicine or anything like that too, I'll just play with her soft and enjoy her like that. And she loves that. So you have to, it's good to explore, like, what else can we do that's pleasurable? That's not this, just this one thing. Can it expand to other things? And I mean, why not? Right. It's almost like, yes, we all, we have preferences, you know, there could be people are like, no, but I really want penetration. It's like, okay, that's fine. But it's a bit like food. Let's say you say, I really, really love this one food. Okay, but like, do you seriously want to live your life just eating that food? You can eat it a lot. You can love it, but doesn't that sound a little bit kind of you're limiting your your experience? That totally, totally, it and could be better. You know, we're gonna have a total other episode on strap-ons, but this is another instance yeah. where Misty has totally put on the strap-on and used it on me for penetration, just because you know i mean why not right yeah it's it's so it doesn't they're totally so Mm -hmm. and at least then you don't get into the whole um you know like medical issue part of it like you know again i don't want to push pills on people if it it's it's worth exploring if it enhances direct like when you say Mm missy she decides she wants it she takes it it works for her um that's perfect. But like some people might be a little bit more like, ah, I don't want to take pills, which is totally fair. Well, there's or, they have a, or they have a condition where they can't, you know, there's all kinds of reasons why it might not work for them. But um, yeah, I don't see why they should steer away from sexual play when it's just a question of not being hard. So yeah, embrace, well, I think it's great. The soft dicks. Yeah. Like get them stuck where they're like, no, it, if even looking for help, it means they're not able to do it without the help. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, it's a mindset that really needs to change where you're like, no, what's badass is to find solutions to your 
to, to make your life better. Like oh, one of the things too that, that Misty brought up was um, when guys would feel bad because the partner uh, in this often in this case that he's referring to is, you know, heterosexual, the woman would feel like, oh, he's not hard. He's not interested. Yeah. And then I mean, take it on themselves. Like it's, it's a, their problem and it's totally not, you know, the, the guy could be totally problem. sexually, like mentally ready to go in his mind and his dick is just not cooperating. Yeah. And it's well, not a reflection on the sexiness of the girl, you know, like, yeah. that's it. I mean, we, again, that's the same parallel with the menopause or the wetness issue mm-hmm. with women where it's like if she's not wet she's not interested in me like it's it's a failure uh and it's like i think we all are quite bathed in that idea too like it's, mm-hmm. it's we know we we portray arousal certain ways physically and then we can't really get out of that and but it's important yeah. to make the effort because like it's it's true it, it there often your body will just not respond the way you want or the ideal way and it's normal you can't shame your way out of that problem you know mm-hmm. like it, it, it's mm-hmm. the approach is to say okay well how do we work with that instead of against oh. it and say well let's be creative you know and mm-hmm. have kind of more love for it rather than being like Ugh, you know i'm broken or yeah you, know, you don't yeah. love me exactly then it's not hard up we can't whole- play yeah, then it becomes like a much bigger problem than it should be, really. Totally, I agree. Um, and on that, we should maybe talk about appearance of yeah, the style. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> talking about fashion. Dick fashion. CSS. <laughs> so you know, uh, we we were talking about this um, off camera. The uncut really had a kind of a bad rap for a long time or it felt like that to both Luna yeah and to, like, seems like yeah. 15 years ago or something it seems like there was this this thing about like oh okay cut is better because you know foreskin is gross and you can <laughs> clean and oh my god and it, it seems to me like it's it has died down a bit more totally yeah there's more acceptance to dicks of all you know obviously everybody's got their preferences um but yeah you see more different dicks in porn as opposed to yes yeah, definitely fashion. much more foreskin in there uh yeah. and there's no uh yeah there, there's much less of this whole idea that the foreskin is wrong like it it, it should be <laughs> removed and it's a bad thing it's a punishment from god that that it was created and we need to remove that <laughs> and it's like which is so weird like they're fine i've never in my whole life experienced any problems from some guy's foreskin no like it it was never an issue and i think the vet like the vast majority of men i've been with were not cut i think Mm. i've been with two were cuts or something like Mm -hmm. that so i mean it really didn't make it was i was like it's not worth this amount of talk like (laughs) or worry or whatever like you learn to shower and clean properly you're fine like it's totally totally i have to say for myself personally a little bit of a kink towards that lately so i'm seeing it more often but um yeah like everybody's got a preference everybody and all dicks are good dicks 
But yeah, um, yeah, foreskin's interesting to me. Like, it's fun. You know, there's, I think it's great. Yeah. I like the fact that it's kind of like a lipstick. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, ooh, it's coming out, you know. Yeah. <laughs> or a little stoat, you know. You look at it in the forest, there's like a tree trunk, a little stoat pops out. It totally, totally. <laughs> no, some, some foreskins don't actually retract. And that's yeah, that's true. There's a big mimosis. Yeah. Um, though it's it's dangerous if it's too tight. So obviously there's yeah. some medical conditions that would require somebody if they had foreskin to maybe have it removed um, if it was causing problems. Yeah. That's, um, if it's a if it's a problem, then fix it. But yeah, like, yeah. But in my experience, it seems like the head is more sensitive if the man has a pen or a foreskin that, that's what i've heard it. I've, that's what I've, I've heard as well so i mean it kind of makes sense because it's protected most of the time it's more sensitive when it's out right if it doesn't have that protection well then the skin will have to kind of desensitize so that you're not constantly erect <laughs> that or i was about to say uncomfortable but that too, <laughs> i guess i don't know like some people are whores no <laughs> we love that but I don't think that's the effect it would have, though. But it seems no, likely so. that it would almost develop its own protection system just because it's lacking one already. So totally, yeah. To kind of not be always just heightened. Mm -hmm. but, mm -hmm. I mean, I guess it would be comparable, like to the inside of your mouth, like the skin in there. It's so sensitive because it's never exposed out, right? But I mean, I'm sure if it would be, it would get more like thicker skin or something. I don't know. Totally. I, I am not a doctor, so I don't know, but yeah. <laughs> looks like it makes We're speculating about what, it, and we don't have dicks. So, I know. Just, it's you know, like talk, tall talk, <laughs> but to be fair, that's the thing. I like a lot of guys seem to be quite shy in terms of openly discussing their experiences. So we have to do it for them. <laughs> Right. <laughs> you know, if well, the guy we... out there wants to actually tell us we're wrong about everything, um, yeah, and uh, come on and tell us how it is to have a dick, we'll be super happy. Like, yes, we want totally, that. totally. And um, yeah, as we dive into more like detail about different kinks, like maybe CBT or chastity, somebody with a penis should definitely come on and talk about their own experiences uh, from yeah. their point of view having the dick so yeah 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 definitely because we'll need to have even though they're dick related uh we can't cover those because it's such huge topics yes their own right that yeah uh, and also it would definitely be good to have people as guests to kind of like broaden the the information about it and absolutely um, add to the conversation we'll have to kidnap a few people yeah we will <laughs> That's what we're working on. Like, either bribe or kidnapping or I don't know. But, oh, another thing I just thought about with regard to foreskin is um, docking. Where you pull the foreskin over the head of another penis. Obviously, you don't see that in, in straight stuff. But yeah. Yeah, okay. I didn't know about that specific term. Okay. Or thing, but... Yeah, okay. I mean, I see yeah. how yeah, it happened. Yeah. I totally see why people thought You know it. what's hard to find, too, is a dildo. Um, you don't see them very often is, like, with fore foreskin on them. They, they Like, you actually saw some? 
Well, I, I've seen some. Um, and one that actually had, came with a little foreskin you could put on top of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. I've yeah. never seen one. But we're talking about real dicks, but I just wanted to bring that up because I was just... Well, no, but it's, uh, you know... Yeah, I guess we'll cover fake cocks more with the strap-on issue. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, all the sizes. Yes. I, th I think mm -hmm. one other thing now I thought that might be worth saying, well, is very worth saying, and we said it before in previous episodes, but, like, we've just had a dick episode, and it's very... Like we were very male centric and cis male centric and also more heterocentric. That's because it's our experience or the experiences we have most, but we don't mean by that to disregard trans people and their relationship with their dicks because there are there are trans there's trans men who have their own relationships toward dicks and we didn't cover that at all in this no, episode. We didn't. So it, this is not to mean to disregard it is just because we don't have the experience to talk. Right. About. So yeah, if you're out there, but, and you want to talk about that though, we'd be happy to make an episode about that angle too. Yeah. Love to talk about that. Yes, totally. Um, so uh, I guess we could talk about, you know, the juicy side of dicks. Oh yeah. We <laughs> yeah that's because yes it's very this the filling is important yeah we talked about the pastry and now it's the, the yeah <laughs> um obviously there's like pre-cum there's cum and then there's kind of the prostate ejaculate mm -hmm. that's different um yeah uh, i've certainly learned a lot about that with misty um because she has a completely different it's almost like a woman orgasm like and almost like like female like ejaculate when they come like because it's a very thick clear um but it's not pre-cum it's a bit different than that and <laughs> it's a lot of it it like literally sprays out whoa yeah so if you've checked out her <laughs> her channel on Pornhub, you might have seen it already, but, um, that one, but <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's quite something. Um, and some people call it a sissygasm. Uh, I've heard that term before, um, but it's definitely a different, and it's not like what we call, what Misty and I call a boy come where, you know, boy come once and you're kind of done with, you know, coming she can come over and over and over again. Yeah, well, that's that's what's like one thing that that is very celebrated with prostate orgasm is that the fact that there's no refractory period. Yes. So yeah, it's literally um, yeah, you get to come many many times. Exactly. Exactly. So but there's yeah, there's a big range of come. Yeah, <laughs> there's lots of there different is. flavors. And, and um uh everybody has their preferences to whether or not you know they like to swallow cum or taste cum or pre-cum and all of that good stuff um and there are lots of kinks around that um and to yeah jump out of the uh i don't know maybe it still falls under the cis hetero thing but to i really enjoy getting a guy to eat his own cum 
as a as a dommy kind of you know make someone feel super submissive uh way yeah from um, from what i've seen it's uh it's a power move it, it can it can be very potent <laughs> yeah <laughs> some guys like they 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 don't want it but man they get it gets them into subspace very quick but mm-hmm. they're almost a bit uh <laughs> in my case I, I had to insist that i said yeah no look you can't deny that you're you get there fast and and it's like it's like no but i really don't want to and i'm like yeah i know you don't want to but it works so <laughs> <laughs> and no safe word used so we're going there yeah yeah and it, it's like i mean see personally i i really enjoy come i enjoy wetness you know yeah. i like my messes um Me i'm not necessarily i'm neither here nor there on making them eat it um it's it's more of the, the the times I've done it. It's because I knew it would be effective. Well, and this is it. It's a very like person by person case. Oh, I don't do that with everybody. It like does like, have the same reaction with everybody. Exactly. So, yeah. Uh, it's worth trying though mm-hmm. <laughs> to see what you get. But yeah. <laughs> um, I do enjoy though um, when they pull out and like actually come either on themselves or on me or on everything. It's like, yes. I like the best. Okay. It's I true. I'm really totally don't there. Yeah. Like it. I have friends who literally would chuck me out of the room right now just for saying it. They're, they're oh my God. really, they're not big on fluid, uh, which, you know, it's fine. Yeah. Um, I totally out. get that. But I'm like, yeah, it's messy. It's like eating pizza. You know, you're like, you're going to get, messy it's yeah. supposed to be like it's not going to be dry um but yeah i find it very uh, it's very rich it's like cream right like i mean you just want to drizzle really? <laughs> well i remember um yeah i was dating a guy for quite a while actually and one of the reasons um when we finally broke up that was the end for me was because he wouldn't kiss me after i gave him a blowjob no honestly i felt that was so insulting i'm like i'm just you know yeah you're feeling awesome and now i don't get a kiss what you know yeah okay that's one place where you know there's a big thing of like okay if you don't want to do something you shouldn't do it which is absolutely get that but there's a little section that i i wish people would kind of sit with and say yeah sure sometimes you're not doing your favorite thing but there are times when it calls for it that you need to put some big pants on and actually when your partner showed up for you a certain way you need to show up for them too or at least at the very least if you're going to be that grossed out then don't get blowjobs right because if well, you're going to refuse like i would be like, come on. And again, I, well, or I would have liked it. That's something like on the dating resume. If I had seen, yeah, I am never going to kiss you after a blowjob because I find that gross. Hey, that's cool. We're not a good fit for each other. Yeah. Well, there you go. Like, <laughs> you know, like, basically, that it. needs to be a situation that doesn't happen. Basically, right. either you say upfront, look, I'm grossed out by that stuff. I can't do it. Then the person opts in or out. Yeah. Um, or again if you want to be a team player it's you know you're going to be a little grossed out for 20 seconds like i know because see look i'm not a big fan of like my own 
tasting my own self if someone mm -hmm. gone down on me because i mean i'm not into that i've never refused to kiss them after because it's like listen i i'm gonna show up okay like being grossed out for a few seconds is not gonna stop me and <laughs> like you know we're adults we're having sex yeah be a bit gross sometimes it's okay like you're not gonna turn to ashes if it's that bad i would seriously be like i would tell them just not to go down on me or, or you know i wouldn't expect it like i really don't want the feeling of making my partners feel disgusting about themselves yeah. like ew yeah. i can't touch you now like really yeah. like this is that is not good energy you know no no and this is where you know finding a good sexual fit Mm -hmm. It's so important. We're kind of dove off the dicks here for a second, but this is, I think, yeah. finding well, it was that... juice related. So. It was juice related. And, and totally a lot right. of people call dicks messy. I see that going around a lot where people are like, mm -hmm. oh, no, but it's so messy. It squirts everywhere. I, I'm not, okay. I admit, I'm like, that's fine. You really don't like messes. I'm, I'm like, is there really that much juice? <laughs> not like you get a full cup of milk. Like, I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, I don't know. There's squirminess around the juice. Yeah. There's a lot of opinions about it, too. Like It's me, true. Like, some people won't swallow. Yeah, so. there you go. Like, and, so. okay, I could see there's a texture thing. But mm -hmm. it's that's where communication. Like, yeah. that's why it's important to really kind of get to know people beforehand so you don't end up in situations where anybody's going to feel bad about themselves right. when they shouldn't because really no, vulnerable you know yes yeah and this if is someone skipping your blow job and then like same thing even with someone who wants to spit or swallow like maybe don't do it like you just had gasoline in your mouth you know like it, it's you know like there's yeah i probably doesn't want you to look like you almost died you know or threw up on <laughs> or it or maybe right? some like... people do because that's their thing right it's true time. hey that is almost that is a kink yeah that is a, everything is a kink so it, honestly yeah i've seen uh not to get too gross here but yeah where people like barf on their dicks and that's a and i'm like wow. yeah i'm like okay not I've my kink it. but wow okay i've seen it often <laughs> enough to realize that it's it seems to be more common than than i would have thought myself yeah if, if i were god i don't know <laughs> if i created things on earth i'd be like okay but wow the the barfing on a dick kink really took off yeah no. <laughs> yeah i mean again if like I'm, I'm coming at an angle where you know if if people are finding what they like their partners like it everybody's happy well then you don't have a problem be merry yeah. I'm, I'm always coming at a place of, of keeping in mind people who are vulnerable about sex or, or are having experiments and it can go wrong. And I want those people to feel good about what they're doing. Yeah. You know, like yeah. if, if you don't got a problem and everything's great, I really, I'm not going to judge, you know? Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Gosh. You can puke on dicks. It's all great. <laughs> um, yeah. I, was there anything else about dick juice we want to talk about? That was, I think that covered everything. I mean, the fact that yeah. even puking got covered is very impressive to me. Yeah. <laughs> I hadn't thought about this. <laughs> I don't know. That just came out of nowhere. Very um, good. No, it's great. Free cum, I feel, is just absolutely 
fabulous. Can't say enough good things about it. Um, yeah, definitely enjoy that myself. Uh, I don't know why I just said that. I just wanted to show you. Sorry, what was the, what the thing you said? Pre cum. Oh, oh, yeah. That's... Yeah, like, you know, I know it, like, cum cum is like the grand finale fireworks, but pre cum is like that arousal state of yeah. yumminess that I just find the, so yeah. sexy. Yeah, it's the. the the excitement juice, you know, <laughs> it's like, well, things are getting juicy now, you know, yeah, just, yeah, it's very nice process. I mean, oh, and somebody mess messaged on my Tumblr about manscaping. So I thought we oh, should yeah. probably, you know, again, this is all dick fashion. The dick um, fashion yes. <laughs> the high maintenance now. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I, you know, obviously live and let live with the hair um but there's a lot of kinks around to be shaved to be hairy like i'm like on, um, i'm on both sides at the same time i know it's impossible but i am because really i'm uh, bisexual it's not impossible yeah well, you're right there you go so this part of, uh yeah but like i really do love some like there's something about smooth skin yes I agree. It's so silky. Like it's a visual and a textural thing where I'm like, look, that's nice. Okay. I can't mm -hmm. sit here and tell you I like it on me. I like it on other people. Yeah. I can't sit around and tell you I don't care. No, I notice smoothness. It's gorgeous. But I don't, I also, it's not a deal breaker. Like hair's for yeah. you. And I'm not grossed out by it. And I'm not mm -hmm. going to be like, oh no, you have to control your whole body situation or it's a deal breaker because I, I don't want to go there. I know yeah. again, if, if you're okay with that, your partner's super okay with that to make those changes. That's fine. That's cool. Mm -hmm. uh, I do like the ritual too, the ritual aspect of someone preparing something a little fancier, right. cleaner, oh, just getting it, ready. Yeah. It, mm -hmm. It's sexy. Like there's something to it that I appreciate. But I'm not going to be like, ew, like you're gross if you don't do that or you're ugly if you don't do that. Like that, no, no. it's, uh -uh. Yeah, it's and we were talking silly. about uh, off camera all the different ways that, you know, you can uh, get rid of hair. Obviously, mm -hmm. shaving is, is one, though it's probably... It's uh, complicated. Like, I mean, down in the nether regions, it's yeah. not the best. Yeah. Um, so it, it's, and you know, you get a sharp thing down there and you're, you know, depending on how much, you know, there's folds, there's, yeah, can't yeah. See. It, it can be dangerous if you've never done it before. So I, go slow like, if you're really hell bent on using a razor. Um, but you had mentioned a depilatory cream that yeah, was for that genitals. Bad okay. person, because I didn't go and check the name again. Okay. Uh, so right. in the show notes, we'll have that. Yeah. yeah but um, yeah, but apparently it it's a depilatory cream specifically designed for men um, and for intimate parts, uh, specifically balls. They say they, they, they advertise it like balls, but I'm like, well, I mean, you know, if you're going to be around the balls, you can, you're going to be close to everything else. Right. So, right. <laughs> um, but I don't know, the reviews seem good and I don't know scientifically what's the big difference between that and like Nair. Um, yeah, because but the thing with Nair is that you look on the freaking bottle and it says like don't use on around genitals and you're like, 
I'm always pissed at that because I'm like, where the hell do you think people most want this shit on? Yeah, exactly. Where do people yeah. grow a lot of bush? Like, yeah, <laughs> it's like having a car and it says, by the way, don't put tires on that. It's not supposed to roll. And it's like, well, <laughs> that's what I want this thing. Um, so, but this one, they're like, yeah, use it on your balls. And I'm a big fan just for that because I'm like, finally. Totally. Um, and I don't know. I've. Um, I know a woman, she owns a sugaring salon and they do. Does that work? I don't, I have no idea. Well, they do, butts. I can't imagine sugaring or waxing on ball skin. That sounds like a disaster. That... <laughs> Maybe it's not happens. a sand blasting with sugar. Isn't that what it is? No, it's, it, it's like a hot wax type of treatment where you put it on and then you rip it off. Oh, um, I, t I okay. I had no idea what sugaring was. I thought yeah, they used no, sugar I, like a, an abrasive to. Yes. It. Yeah. Um, no, this is totally different. It's just instead of wax, they use a sugaring substance because I think it's supposed to be better on the skin. I don't know enough about it to be honest, but I don't recall seeing anything on balls that they do. But they do butts and like and groin areas for that sort of thing. But no balls. Um, now uh, Misty had all of her bits lasered, so lasers um, probably like the Mercedes yeah. of treatments. So that you know they yeah got a like permanent hair removal essentially. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, you're the one it. who informed me that like I thought. Oh no, I, I thought like it took a bunch of sessions to to mm. get permanent well, it, does. it does take quite a few but but um but at least it's get permanent so yeah like for me if i'm going to talk my own personal experience uh i had done waxing i had done shaving i'd done all that stuff and it was just messy and constant and just not cheap <laughs> you know, but, it adds up that's true yeah so and i was like looking at the cost of laser and i thought well permanent hair loss or hair removal yes please so um yeah I had that done went in got a consultation I can't remember exactly how many sessions I had maybe 12 mm -hmm. 15 maybe tops anyway um but it it's gone and I and the session and going in like for waxing you're in there for like I don't know 45 minutes or an hour laser you're in and out in in 15 20 minutes tops like, yeah, and so waxing, I, I seem to, from what I've seen, because I've seen people get lasered and people get waxed, and it seems like waxing is actually more painful. Laser is, is painful, but yes, it but doesn't seem to be nearly as painful as waxing. I didn't, there's I that didn't, too. Um, I didn't find it. And and I, and because like you, I love the whole bare skin, lots of sensory feelings for myself down there. And um, yeah, so I'm happy I did it. But those are some like, I don't know, hair loss solution or hair. Yeah. If you hair removal solutions, if you're looking for that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, well, plus it, it's the same for men or women. Like it, it's totally hair down there. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I, I did see laser personally on, on guys like who had laser and yeah, it looks like it works really well. Um, look very mm -hmm. smooth. No problem. Um, so yeah, if you want to, it does, it does that. depend on like the kind of hair you have and your skin tone as to yeah, that's true. of whether or not it's going to be permanent. But anyway, I think you need to have, think about it works best on darker hair. 
Yes. I know that because yeah. it's the light. The light needs to... Dark absorbs more light, so the laser is more effective. If you have very fair hair, it's not going to absorb the, the laser. No. In fact, I don't even know if they do it on, on people who have blonde hair. So Yeah, it might not work at all, so that would yeah. waste your money. Uh, yeah. And but, they, I don't think they'd let you do it. Yeah. But then again, if you have lighter hair, typically it tends to be thinner too and more... Yeah. more so then the other, like the depilatory cream works fine. Uh, that's, that's usually what I use because I find there's less ingrown stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah, so there's options if you want to make the, the package pretty mm -hmm. uh, and shiny. But uh, on the other hand, I think it's worth saying that there are a lot of people who actually outright want hair. Yes. And think hair is very lush and sexy, and it is. So if... If that's where it's like with the size thing, you know, people, yeah. they might have preference, but there's always people who are totally up for what you're serving. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. if you want like the big bush, it's fine. It's completely, yeah. you know. And like everything, like hygiene. Well, that's <laughs> it. That, that's for everybody all the time. Like, I mean, whatever the hell you're into. Oh, yeah. Shit. Okay. I said that. Then I I thought of the Marquis de Sade, and I was like, except that guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen, in this episode, we're not talking about people who are like into dirt and shit. Okay. So yeah. I'm sorry. We might. I don't know. But in this episode, we're talking about everybody who agrees that being clean is a nice thing. Yes. Right. So, yes. Yeah. But really, it's not that complicated to clean. Ball. I think I don't know. I think I'm just gonna do a little note here because I hear a lot. I see a lot of comments about that, like men around their dicks. Like there is, like I've heard a lot of women kind of intimating, like, oh, you know, men don't clean or something. And I'm wow. I don't know what's up Weird. about that. Yeah, I but can't I've, say I've ever. I can't say I've ever, you know, uh, come across that. Now, this side note. Um, you know, if Misty's in boy mode and she's out doing yard work and she's getting all sweaty. And sometimes that's sexy to me. Um, yeah, clean I, sweat is awesome to me. Like if yeah. someone cleans like, like normally and regularly. Yeah, yeah. Their natural scent is great. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. But, um, uh, but then, oh, yeah, there's the other thing because that segs right into that actually. Apparently, there is a gene that mm -hmm. some women have and or gene variation and it will determine how you smell androgens. Oh. And to most women, to like, I think 70% of women, um, it makes androgens, androgens are basically like male hormones uh, that yeah. in your bloodstream. So it will come out in your, uh, like in the sperm, in the sweat, mm -hmm. like in the general scent, like that's kind of like the pheromone that men will get. Mm. And they said 70% of women have a gene where that smell was will smell kind of musky and almost more urine-like. Oh. But then for the people, the 30% or like the numbers are maybe a little off there, but for people who have another gene, it smells more like, like vanilla. It's a very pleasant mm -hmm. smell. Yeah, I'm definitely and I'm all like, I'm pretty vanilla. different I got that gene because <laughs> I, I constantly tell guys they smell great. And to me, that's what it is. I'm like, it smells kind of like a fresh bread, but with it's vanilla uh, in it. It totally. And I don't know what that smell, like, and I always called it just boy smell. It's like, yeah, like, fan smell. And they don't have any, like, 
cologne or anything on. No, no. That's it. It, it, Sometimes I'm upset if they've used too much cleaning products, like right or or like aftershave. I'm like, oh my God, now it's going to take like a few hours until I can smell you again. You know, (laughs) I like the smell better. Um, But like around the the penis area, I find it has an an extra almond smell. Yeah. smell almond. Well, I don't know. I'm trying to think of what I would even call it, but it's definitely because I was going to say like, uh, you know, again, Misty in boy mode doing this thing, being sexy. And I, you know, and I'm down there and it's like, it's a good it's smell. extra delicious sometimes. And I'm like, I don't know why, but there you go. Yeah. It's well, that's apparently it must be the androgens and you, we got the horny G. <laughs> Basically, men smell like pastries to us, like a nice. So you know, I feel like it's it's it was dick related, like yeah, your yeah. dick smell nice. Like I mean, if you, you you wash normally, you're fine. You're doing great. It smells good. Yeah. Looks good. Uh, you gotta mm-hmm. feel good about this. Yeah. So yes, everyone with a penis out there, great job. Carry you on. Great dick. Yeah. <laughs> and I think we've kind of covered dicks. Yeah, I think that covered very well. Uh, the, ins, the ins and outs of dicks. That, as know. much as we could tell, like, right. from our and if perspective. We, if we miss something, if you feel like we didn't talk enough about a specific area of the dick or, you know, you want to get involved in a kink-related chat with us about a dick, uh, maybe on the show, we'd love to chat with you. And mm. I think that wraps up this episode. Yes, sounds good. So... We will see you next time. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Thank you for getting kinky with us. You're amazing. And we love that you stayed. We hope that you join us again next episode with kinky in the real world.